Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm really excited about today's show. I've got a lot of great stuff for you. I'll be joined by Sue Zimmerman and we'll explore how to improve Instagram marketing. And I've also got an awesome tip, but before I go there, I want to announce some news. Uh, We are now on Pinterest. We've actually been active just for a few months on Pinterest and we're new to Pinterest. But what we're doing over there on Pinterest is we're curating some of the best social media visuals that you're going to find. So check us out at pinterest.com slash examiner. And if you forget about this, don't worry, it's going to be in the show notes. Also, another exciting announcement is that we have now more than 300,000 people that get our daily email in their inbox every single day with the great free content we publish at socialmediaexaminer.com. Now, if you're just a listener to the podcast, and I don't say that lightly, I don't mean just as in that's all you're doing, but instead, if you haven't checked out all the content we publish every day for free, and it's all original, over at Social Media Examiner, be sure to check out socialmediaexaminer.com and find out why in the world 300,000 people get plus get an email in their inbox every day from us. Now for an awesome new discovery I'd like to share with you. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. You know, this isn't really a discovery as much as something that I don't think I've shared with you yet in any kind of overt way. Have you ever posted uh, something up on Facebook from your blog and you notice for whatever reason it's not uh, pulling in the correct information? Maybe it's not pulling in the correct graphic or maybe you've updated one of your graphics or maybe it's just pulling in some old text Or maybe even you've got a page on your blog that you tend to use over and over again and you make changes to it and it's pulling in all the old information. If you've ever had any of that kind of scenario happen, you need to um, check out Facebook's delinting tool. And basically what it is, if you Google the word Facebook lint, uh, you'll be brought to a page that's developers.facebook.com slash tools slash debug. And if you just remember Facebook lint, as in lint in the dryer, uh, the way it works is you enter in a URL and then you hit the debug button. And what this will do is it will display all of the information that is in Facebook's cache, if you will, Facebook's copy, how it will look when someone shares your link up on Facebook. If you've made a change, then you need to go ahead and use this tool to clear Facebook's cache And that will ensure that when people do post something up on Facebook or click the like button for a particular page, that it looks gorgeous and beautiful. 
So again, that's called the Facebook Lint tool, and you can find it by Googling Facebook Lint. Give it a shot, and you never know when you're going to need it. Now with that, let's... I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And with that, let's transition over to today's interview. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Sue B. Zimmerman. If you don't know who Sue is, she is known as the Instagram gal. She co-authored the book Instagram Basics for Your Business and also taught Instagram for Small Business on Creative Live. And she helps businesses leverage the power of Instagram. Sue, welcome back to the show. So great to be back. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. So today, Sue and I are going to explore how to use Instagram to grow a community. So Sue, let's start by talking about what's changed with Instagram in the last, you know, few months that marketers need to know about. Are there any new features or functions or is it pretty much the same Instagram it was maybe a year ago? Um, it's changed somewhat, Mike. The um, You might have heard that um, Instagram bought the new app, Hyperlapse, which I don't know if you've checked it out at all, but there's some really cool things that you can do it as a marketer um, where you can increase the speed of your video. And video is very much underused on Instagram. So I think a lot of companies are having a really good time using it, especially if you're in the transportation space um, or physical space where you want to move quickly. Um, I know that Mashable had a really great article back in August with the 20 best hyperlapse um, videos that we could definitely link up so people can get a good peek at what that's like. I've experienced with it simply by using it when I was rollerblading on the Cape and it's really fun, actually. Well, let's talk about it because I've never really totally understood exactly what hyperlapse is doing. I've always thought it was just showing fewer frames per second, but you're saying it's actually speeding up the frames. Is that correct? Yeah. So you can you can choose how quickly you want to speed up the video that you did. So it can be three times faster or six times faster. So you can you really feel like you're moving quickly or whatever you're looking at is moving quicker than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of what I've seen is the streets of New York, people doing silly things with their pets, um, people that are in the physical space who dance and teach aerobics. 
have things really sped up quickly. So it's just a feature that's interesting and different and absolutely can get someone to stop in their Instagram tracks when they're scrolling through their newsfeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine from a marketer's perspective, um, you can get more accomplished in less time, right? Because the, you know, the Instagram video, how, how long can you do a video on Instagram? Like 18 seconds or 16 seconds? No, it's, it's, a, it's only 15. So yeah, to that point, it's a good feature if you really want to show something and by just speeding it up three times, you can get it all in. Ah, very interesting. So you could take a longer video that you might have published somewhere else. Now, is, is, there, is, is there no audio on the hyperlapse? There's no audio that I know of, although I have to be honest, I saw one and I was surprised because I didn't know how to get the audio. They might have brought it into another third-party app and then added music to it. Oh, but interesting. From, yeah, from Hyperlapse, I haven't seen any audio. Okay, so Hyperlapse is clearly new. Is there anything else that's changed at all that marketers may not be aware of, even in the last six months that you're aware of? Or is it pretty much just a much bigger audience that's using Instagram? Definitely a bigger audience. One of the features that's changed um, and has affected a lot of people is this whole refreshing of hashtags. So you can use up to 30 hashtags per post. And a lot of people were strategically putting, you know, six, eight or 12 in at a time, swiping it, deleting it, and then using the same hashtags in hopes of getting to the top of that hashtag curation you can't get to the top if you use it in that post anymore. You've got to refresh with brand new hashtags. So yeah, this, elaborate because I'm not sure everybody understands what you're saying. Yeah. So okay. So the strategy that I use and that I see working for people is, again, you can use 30 per post, and you want to make sure you put them in the secondary comments, not the initial description, so that you can refresh those hashtags. And what I mean is that. You can put them in it. So say you use six and you want you when you use them, you go right to the top of that hashtag hub is what I call it. Oh, at that particular moment in time, right? Exactly. Exactly. At that particular moment in time. And then in time, if someone else uses that same hashtag, they are going to supersede you and you're going to get moved down. So it used to be that you could refresh with the same hashtags. So if you're strategically trying to get at the top of a certain Um, category to get eyeballs on that, you can't. You've got to refresh with new ones and you can do it 30 times. Like you can use 30. For marketers that are attending either meetups or local gatherings or going to conferences or even hosting conferences, I mean, it seems like this is the logical place to pull out Instagram and use Instagram in some sort of marketing capacity. What kind of ideas or tips do you have to those of us that are marketers that have Instagram and that tend to go to events, how can we use this in some sort of a way to accomplish a little bit of marketing for ourselves or for our business? So this is one of my favorite ways to use Instagram, especially to connect with and to grow your community. I um, Just like Twitter, you can follow a hashtag before, during, and after an event. But on Instagram, what's so cool is that the visual content stays there forever. So everyone listening should definitely check out SMMW14, Mike, and see the thousands of photos from Social Media Marketing World 14 and SMSS14 from the Success Summit. And what's really cool is that you can see other people who also are on Instagram who share the same passion for the same community and start connecting with you. And this is how I teach people 
to find their ideal followers because you have a common interest already and a common community. And I really love this feature because whenever I attend an event, um, this is where um, I see a lot of the connections happening and people staying in touch after the event. So I could see a couple different purposes for this. If you're having a small local meetup, you could make up a hashtag. And this would be a great way for everyone to kind of have an archive, if you will, of all the photographs that everyone that was there took and easily locate it to be used potentially in other ways, right? Um, which is kind of cool. And I know for social media marketing world, we were able to link to that hashtag and show everyone, you know, this incredible archive of photographs. And a lot of people really liked it. But you're saying you could even do it for networking after the event, right? Exactly. So it's really a digital scrapbook that you can access at any time. And it, you know, it's there forever. And I love that because you can scroll through it and even like connect with people who you wanted to meet, but you weren't able to meet. And if you connect with them authentically on Instagram by leaving a comment and saying, hey, I didn't get to meet you in person, um, but I was there too. Most likely they will respond and most likely they'll start following you back. And this is how you grow an authentic following. Okay. So for those that don't know, like myself, I don't really use Instagram hardly at all, to be honest and frank to everyone <laughs> listening. I know I should more. It's just one of a you know, million things I've got to do. But for those that do use it, how sh- what kind of things should they be taking pictures of? I mean, give some advice to marketers when it comes to events. You know, what kind of things should we be photographing? Well, absolutely. The speakers and um, the presentations, there's a lot of great graphics in the presentations that you can easily grab, share on your phone, hashtag them. And and a lot of quotes, quite frankly, are shared from all of the speakers. And what's really cool, Mike, is a lot of people like the third party apps, especially WordSwag, which um, was introduced at Social Media Marketing World from Donna Moritz and then Kim Garst talked about it. And It has, um, everyone's using it when people are speaking. You can quickly um, type up a quote and share it on Instagram, and then you can tweet it out or share it on Facebook. So when you ask what kind of content, um, that is one that I see frequently at, at conferences. And then, of course, when you get to meet the people that you want to meet, taking a picture. Can I share with you my three kind of Instagram photo tips? Yeah, let's hear those tips. So these are my three tips to take the perfect Instagram picture. It's not put your hands on your hip and pose like you're a sorority girl. It's putting <laughs> your yeah, it's putting your hands up in the air or out so you feel the energy. It's also using a prop if you have one and I always carry my hashtag signs with me for that purpose. And then the third one is to smile with your mouth open so it looks like you're really just you're there. You're 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 there with energy, and you, like there's something that's going to come out of your mouth, whether it's a laugh or a, a giggle or some statement, and you feel that energy in your Instagram pictures. I actually did a YouTube video on this, um, explaining how to take you know the perfect Instagram picture. Well, that's so cool because if you think about it, the kind of images that people want to share tend to be. Um, action, you know, oriented. And instead of just a person standing there, you know, um, doing something really cool, like I have this visual in my mind of Ted Rubin kicking his leg up in the air or something like that with you. And that was something I saw on Instagram that I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah, we did that at Social Media Marketing World in front of the sign, in front of your sign. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> let, let's talk about the, the, how do you build a sense of community? Because, um, 
in my mind, you know, Instagram is a little bit of a personal expression vehicle. I see so many people just, you know, mostly sharing their life, if you will, on Instagram. And it seems a little different than, for example, a Facebook page where you have an obvious community, you know, where they're asking questions and interacting with you. So maybe help me understand how can you build an actual community with Instagram? So I always suggest having some kind of call to action in your post, and it doesn't have to be in every post, but an action that you, where you're either asking a question that you want to get answered or you're giving value and you want people to jump into the conversation. Because ultimately what you're trying to do is get that engagement and the engagement is not just the double tap. And it is a comment, one where um, you see the person's face when they leave it, and then there's a thread of the whole conversation under that post. So a community gets built actually from each post that is curated um, because you get to see the avatar, and most frequently it is someone's face and not their logo on Instagram for the smaller businesses. And you can you you start to feel connected to that person because they keep showing up in the comments if they're leaving comments on the post. Mm. So it's really important. And I think small businesses, quite frankly, have a big advantage to the larger brands because the larger brands are hiring people to oversee their Instagram account and all the questions are not getting answered. So I always say don't leave a question unanswered. Go in there and comment back if anyone is engaging and let them know that you appreciate that they are commenting because the more you engage in other people's posts, the more they will do the same for you and more people will come over and be part of that conversation. So unlike Facebook, where there's an obvious wall where you can post something to the wall, my understanding with Instagram is that the engagement really happens every time you post a picture, right? It's not like someone can just go and post to your Instagram page. Is that correct? That is correct. So you, yes. So, so you post your picture. So the key is really to keep a, keep, keep track of all the activity that's going on with your posts. And I think Instagram makes it very easy to do that. But my guess is like so many marketers, we put, we push out data and we're done and we move on to the next thing. Right. So I think this engagement thing that you're talking about is kind of the secret sauce to building community. Right. I mean, how, what tips do you have to those that are on Instagram that maybe, you know, don't have a lot of time? How can they best engage with people in the comments? Yes. Yeah, so there's so let's just back up for a second because you said something very key, which is notifications and engagement. So I want everyone to know that I, the place to really spend the most time is in the heart, in the chat, which is to the icon to the right of the camera, where you literally see who's liked a post, who's commented on a post, who's tagged you in a post. And it's really important to, to pay attention to those notifications. And you only see 80 back. So if you have a pretty active account like I do, I've got to get into that app a couple times a day mm. so that I don't miss any engagement. And I don't think the bigger brands have time to do it. To your point, they push it and they move on. So this is a real advantage for business owners to get into that notification. Gotcha. So the key take home message there is that we, we have to, um, you know, be as diligent on Instagram as we are maybe on Twitter and Facebook. So we're, we're going to dig into hashtags, direct messages, 
um, and a lot more. But first, this podcast is sponsored by Social Media Marketing World 2015, where you'll connect with 2,500 fellow marketers in sunny San Diego. Now, Sue, you mentioned earlier in the interview that you have been at Social Media Marketing World. Can you tell people what your experience has been? Yeah, that was by far the biggest and best and most well-run conference I have ever been to in my life. And I was blown away with the caliber of people who were there, not just the speakers, but the attendees and how friendly everyone was and how, you know, how much fun it was. It was like one big party where you're constantly learning and constantly being inspired by so many people from all over the globe, which was just so amazing to me. And Sue was carrying around a big old uh, cadre of big metal signs that had hashtags and <laughs> on them. And she was taking pictures all over the place, posting them on Instagram. So she was practicing what she preaches. Visit socialmediaworld15.com for more details. So Sue, let's talk about hashtags. Um, I know that you're really big into hashtags and you kind of started you know, the dialogue earlier about hashtags. Um, what tips do you have for marketers when it comes to Instagram and in particular hashtags? So what's really important is to, to really think about what your keywords would be for your business and the words that people would use to search to find you. And, you know, quite frankly, what makes you different than your competitors when you choose those words? And if you're not sure what those words are, I say do a little focus group with your top five or ten clients and ask them, when you think of me and my work, what words come to mind? Because I think a lot of people on Instagram get really tricked up with what hashtags to use. And a lot of people start using the most popular hashtags, thinking that that's a good strategy, when in fact, those popular hashtags just move so darn fast in the feed that people's eyeballs don't get on it. So if you can think of more niche-specific hashtags. So for example, for me... It's Instagram marketing, Instagram webinars, um, Instagram expert, learn from Sue. Um, social media would be a broad one, but I occasionally use it. And depending on the content that I'm curating, Mike, I have a different hashtag strategy. So again, I'm going to refer back to what we said earlier. You want to keep your hashtags organized either in notes on your phone or in Evernote so that you can easily access them, grab them, and use them for the correct type of content that you're sharing. So let's talk about that. I mean, you, you kind of alluded that you have different hashtags for different kinds of content. Elaborate a little bit so people can understand what that means. Yeah, so depending on what content I'm posting, I am sharing different hashtags. So if it's a more personal post, um, you know, my hashtags won't be so business-oriented. Um, I have them in groupings. So when I say groupings, they're usually in groups of six. So I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of run through some. Yeah, that, let's, let's hear it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So social media tips, social media marketing, small businesses, Instagram marketing, visual marketing, visual storytelling, and Instagram strategies. So those I know are really good hashtags that attract my ideal follower. They're people who are looking to use Instagram to grow their business, and those are the tags that they are searching. Um, a strategy that I also use, Mike, is that if I want to dominate or be a part 
of the community that we mentioned earlier, I will use the hashtag social SMSS14. Um, you know, I, I, I spoke a couple of days ago on the virtual summit and I use that and I continue to use it when I know the content that I'm sharing is relevant to that audience. So you can continue to use event hashtags in your content post if it makes sense. Does yeah, yeah, you know, I I totally hear this because I, I still see, you know, social media marketing world 2014 was way back in March and there's still people on Twitter, for example, still using that hashtag. And I think I'm guessing the reason they do that is because they know that they know that there's a certain kind of community using that hashtag and that may still have that um, as something they check. And even though the event has long since ended, they're still using that hashtag. And I would imagine that strategy applies just as much right over to Instagram, right? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. So whatever event I attend, I continue to use that hashtag long after the event because here's why. There's a lot of people that are learning how to use Instagram every day. And once they discover it, they might go back to that hashtag event that they were at, but not using strategically and say, ah, I get it. This is where everyone's hanging out. This is where everyone put their pictures. I need to now connect with them because that hashtag hub does not go away. Well, you know, this is a good question because I was just thinking to myself, like, how does Instagram allow people to discover hashtags? Do you have to know what it is or is, is there like the equivalent of a bookmark where you can bookmark your favorite hashtags in Instagram? There's not an equivalent of a bookmark, but, you know, I, I do know that um, there's tag. Have you you've heard a tag board where you can actually kind I, of I have, but I'm not sure everyone listening has. So why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So people say, can I own a hashtag? And you can't. <laughs> you don't own a hashtag, but you can you can claim a hashtag and write a description to a hashtag on tag board. So I've done that with Instagram. I use Instagram gal. I use Instagal Live, and I put descriptions with those hashtags so that I can see and check whenever those hashtags are used, not only on Instagram, but on other social media platforms. So it's a really great way to go claim your unique hashtag. And I, I recommend, especially on Instagram, to come up with your own unique hashtag so that you can send people to that hashtag hub. And so two examples that I can share here with that are ones that I use frequently. One is Subi Tips. So if you search Subi Tips on Instagram, you will get all of my branded Instagram tips in one place. And no one else is using that because it's my name, Subi Tips. So I, I tell people to throw in their initials or their name if they have a hashtag. And that's the way to kind of own it and dominate that hashtag. Another one that I use is SBZ, my initials, Insta Coach. And when you check that, I have my clients and um, people that have worked with me create a graphic image after I've worked with them using either Canva or WordSwag or another third-party app. And I ask them to write down the three things that they learned from my session so that everybody else that's been coached by me can see it. And ah, so, so this is a key thing. I want to pause you here for a second. So yeah. from a marketing perspective, you could go to a place like Tagboard and send someone there and you can say, here is an archive of everything from my past students because they're all using that hashtag. Is that kind of what I hear you saying? 
Yes. And on Instagram, it's like my little digital scrapbook of all my clients all saying what they're learning from me. It's essentially my testimonials, my digital testimonials. And I want my clients to understand that they too can start thinking about ways how they can leverage a custom hashtag for their business. So by doing this exercise, they all say, I get it. Like I make them do it (laughs) so that they can think about how they can use it for themselves. Awesome. Um, question real quick. Des- on the desktop, is it true that the desktop still is very limited limited fiction- functionality for Instagram and it's really all done in the mobile app or have they upgraded the desktop app or website so that you can do a little bit more? Okay. So you're talking to someone that's totally mobile. I very rarely if ever get on desktop, but I'm on there occasionally to take a screenshot of, of my Um, account because on the desktop, it looks really cool, Mike. I don't know if you've been on there, but it rotates all your pictures and you can grab. Yeah, it kind of creates a cool little like uh, montage of pictures, right? Exactly. So let me just pause here for a second because this is, this is like a little golden nugget I want to give everybody. So if you take a screenshot of that montage and you share it on Facebook, you get much more real estate with that image than sharing your bio from the app. And you can announce that you're on Instagram and to have people come follow you. And they're going to see about 12 fun pictures of you that you've curated. So they'll be much more likely to click into your link and come on over and follow you. So I like to tell people you can use that montage for marketing in a blog or just letting your followers know that you're on Instagram. Very cool. Uh, Let's talk about direct messages. Uh, Direct messages on Instagram is just like it sounds. It's a private, it's the ability to do private messages. Is there a marketing play to this or any tips on what you've done with it? Absolutely. You're talking to the direct messaging queen here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love direct messaging because you know what? When you get a direct message on Instagram, it's like you've got mail. You feel like it's Valentine's Day. You get a little orange notification on the top right hand part of the app. And to see your direct messages, you've got to click on your home button the one on the far left. And when you do, and a little one, two, or three pops up, you feel pretty special because very few people use it still. So when you get a direct message, you open it up. Uh, First, you accept it. You open it up. And here's, I can tell you six different ways that I'm strategically using it for business. Let's hear So the first one is to send a coupon or a discount. So when I did my first live event here in Boston, Sale to Your Success, I needed to sell tickets. Mike, I had no idea how hard that was going to be. So I did use direct messaging. You can send a direct message up to 15 people at a time. Do do they have to be following each other like Facebook or whatever or no? Nope. Nope. You don't don't have to be. So you can just find them and send it to them. And I chose people who I knew I wanted to have in the room that would add value to the event. So I sent them a special discount coupon and it worked really well to get my seats filled. Awesome. So that was number one. Two is um, you can take a public conversation private. So this is the this is actually the concept of it. So I um, commented on Icona Square, and Icona Square for those listening is the best web place to go to look at your stats and data on your Instagram account. It's absolutely free, and you can analyze your activity there. So I wanted them to be a part of my Creative Live course. And so I commented on their feed publicly on Instagram. They then sent me a direct message 
giving me their Skype name and handle. And we took the conversation that was public private because not everyone on Instagram needs to be watching our conversation unfold. That could be a really good support, support mechanism too, right? If you're a brand and you have a customer that's complaining, I mean, that's a great way to get it offline also. Yeah. And I do want to mention here that, you know, I personally think this is the best way to get a big brand's attention. If you are really wishing to connect to a person of influence or brand by doing it through Instagram, it's so special that people open it, their eyes are on it longer, you have their attention. It's a really special, it's a special message to get. It That's really cool. Is. That's cool. Yeah. And right. number- Let's keep going. Yep. Number three, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So number three is actually something that worked really well for me. So I asked for testimonials, but I didn't just ask. I created a really pretty looking graphics in- Word swag, and I asked, um, you know, Chris Brogan, Martin Shervington, you know, Ted Rubin, Brian Kramer, all these awesome speakers that you have on your podcast and speak at Social Media Marketing Summit for a testimonial. And the cool thing is, our good friend Chris Brogan not only answered me in three minutes, but he gave me one in three minutes. And that never would have happened via email because we all get inundated with a inbox full of so many emails. So, um, so I, I was able to gather some great testimonials on my platform and I thought that was a really cool way to do it. Um, and so the fourth way, um, that I've been using, um, direct messaging is to really reach out to people that I want to work with. Um, I wanted to have certain guests on creative live in the audience and I, I reached out to them on Instagram and they all responded because I knew that they were actively on Instagram um, so that was really great for that purpose, just to reach out to the people that you want to work with. And number five is something really cool that we've used, which is growing our email list through call to actions um, by sending a text responder. And what we do is we give a phone number. We, we send a really nice message, give a phone number, and that starts the autoresponder to capture emails. And we give a PDF download along with that. So we give value to capture an email and we capture about 25 to 30 a day. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Like explain how that part works just so people understand. And so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in direct messaging, when we get a new follower, we thank them for being a follower and we tell them to text um, a number that we have set up where they then receive, they have to opt in and they receive a PDF of ah, seven, cool. seven things not to do. So so they choose to opt in or not, but we let them know that we, we, we thank them for being a follower and we thought that they would like this download and we get good opt-ins from that. Now, I will say that we were using a text responder company and have recently switched over to Entreport because they now have this feature set up that you can use it on Instagram. So we're working directly with them to really get this um, solidified because I think it's brilliant for small business owners to keep people in the app and have it all happen right from Instagram. Very cool. What's number six? Number six is fun. It's team communication. So because I know my team members are all on Instagram, we often have our team conversations there and not on Skype or on chat or on emails. That is so cool. Now, when you send a message... A direct message on Instagram, does it have to be a picture? Can it be a video? Is it text? Is there any limitations? How does that work? 
Um, so you need to send a photo or a video. And I, again, you're limited to 15 seconds with the video. So one of my videos goes like this, Mike. I have um, six different Instagram accounts. So I just want to tell you that. My personal account, when I get a new follower, I send them a video that says, hey, thanks for, so much for following me here on Instagram. Come on over to at the Instagram expert where I share tips, tools, and strategies daily on how to grow your brand on Instagram. And I basically talk that fast because it's 15 seconds. And I'm holding up one of my Insta awesome wooden signs so people know that I'm being playful and fun about it and not spammy. Um, and they all come over. They, my, my, the Instagram expert account is growing at a fast conversion rate. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have a video that you have to upload every single time from your phone or how do you handle that? Yeah. So it's in the, my video sits in my phone library and I just upload that every time. So I keep that video there. It's a 15 second video. Awesome. 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 Um, well, I know Sue that we've just scratched the surface of what you can do with Instagram. And I know that you told me before, uh, we recorded that you've got a cool giveaway that you want to tell everybody about. So why don't you tell people where they can get the giveaway and where they can find out more about you and all the things you're doing on Instagram. Great. So people can absolutely head on over to my website, subizimmerman.com. Um, we put together a great PDF for people. It's called Subi Do and Subi Don'ts. Um, and I'm telling you the five things to do and not do. And we created a bit.ly link that has um, the backslash capital S-M-E lowercase gift. And gotcha. we're going to do that for everybody. So just so everyone knows, we're going to have it in the show notes if you forget it. But it's bit.ly slash capital S-M-E, and then lowercase gift. Is that correct? You got it. Awesome. Sue, thank you so much for joining me today and illuminating so many of us on all the amazing things that you can do with Instagram. Hey, I had an insta-awesome time. Thanks, Mike. Well, if you're not on Instagram, I think you need to get on Instagram. And if you are on Instagram, then you need to start trying out some of these awesome things that Sue spoke about. Now, I know there's a lot of little apps and tips that we mentioned in today's show, and chances are pretty good you didn't catch them all. But don't worry. Do not fret. Do not despair. We take care of you. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 121. That's for episode 121. And there you will find everything that you need. And by the way, try not to miss a future episode of this podcast because I know you don't want to miss a future episode. Am I right? Am I right? Well, the easiest way to do that is to hit the subscribe button. Obviously, it's free on whatever player you're using. And if you're a regular listener and you've not already done so, can you give me a rating and or a review? I'd love it if you would consider doing it. The easiest place to do it is socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. That'll forward you right over to where you need to go. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.